It's the Trailer Blazers Holiday Special with Ben Moon in Atlanta, Georgia. What are you doing in Atlanta? I am participating in a fan film, a Star Wars fan film. Are you the lead hero? I'm definitely not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know one from line. your Instagram story, it looks like you're a, you're a, a grunt. I am a grunt, yes. I'm just a rebel trooper, uh, but I am a sergeant, so there is that. So I, I outrank most of the grunts. I'm not the highest rank, but I outrank most of them. Hmm. And and spoiler this... on, spoiler on, I die. Oh, that is a spoiler. Is this fun? Are you having fun? I'm, I am having great fun. It's Well, I'm, I'm doing, like, all the people that are making this are my friends, so mm-hmm. it's great fun. They're, they're all awesome, and we're getting to hang out, so... Great experience, and uh, this is this honestly, this is the biggest production I've ever been in. There's like forty or fifty people on this set doing stuff. That's pretty crazy. Um, up until this point, the probably the biggest thing that I had done was a commercial for Shipped, um, but it was not on this scale. This is this is a real big. I mean, there's an LED wall, like you know how they how they have the volume on the Mandalorian, uh-huh. like they have that here. It's a it's and it it's really cool. That'd be something to see. I I could never do that because I am perhaps the world's worst actor of all time. Oh, I. I didn't know that. I'm incapable of acting. Incapable. Mm-hmm. But you do a pretty good Nick Cage. I can do well, impressions. I mean, yeah, I can do jokey impressions. But if I had to act, I don't think I could do it. Couldn't do it. Well, it's uh, it's been it's been great, and we we have one more day. Uh, well, I have one more day, and then they're they're filming again next weekend. So uh, this this will not come out until next year. But I'll be sure to share it. We'll talk about it. Very good. There might even be a trailer. Who knows? I was gonna, co- that's what I was going to say. Is there going to be a trailer? <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully it will be. Uh, we'll yeah, because we can talk sure. about it then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, hey, let's talk a little bit about what we done had watched this past week. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> I watched a, a handful of things more yeah, than too. recently. Uh, mm-hmm. I started watching Arcane. The uh, League of Legends arcane. Ooh, 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 what'd you think? What do you think? I like it very much. The animation is incredible. I That's haven't incredible. seen a lot of it, uh, but it is very, very good so far. And and we inspired Charlie uh, to watch it as well because he messaged me that he had started watching it because of us talking about it. So we do have a positive influence on the world from time to time. We tell you about good stuff. Yep. I and watched. Yeah, which is what this week is mostly comprised of. Yep. Um, <laughs> I watched the entirety of the live-action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, uh, to which I enjoyed it. Um, I The only things that I didn't care for were the things that I didn't care about in the anime, which is the syndicate like and Spike's backstory. I couldn't wow. care less. I like the fun, goofy stuff in Cowboy Bebop. Like My favorite episode is the Mushroom one, so... Uh, yeah, I liked all the, the, like, Monster of the Week episodes, and, and I don't care about so much of the, the mythos. Uh, so I finished that. Uh, I've seen, I've seen all of Wheel of Time so far. There's five episodes out. I'm, I think that's really good. It's better than I expected it to be, which is good. That's always good when that happens. Uh, I've watched the first three episodes of Hawkeye, uh, and I think it's my favorite Disney Plus show, uh, so far by by a lot i think i it's it's totally up my alley uh so i'm super into that uh i went to see eternals in the movie theater and i'm pretty sure that i think it's one of the best marvel movies and i think really? it's really 
I think it's better than most of them. And I think it's a lot better than them. So I don't... I feel like you didn't watch it. Because <laughs> all the stuff <laughs> you said... I listened to what you said after I watched it. And it's like, this is a subjective opinion, but I feel like you're objectively wrong. <laughs> like, we're we're very much a you-like-what-you-like you like podcast, and we say that all the time. Yeah. But I think you're, I think you're just straight-up wrong, all the stuff you said. I thought, uh, like, when I talk about my favorite movies, usually, uh, my like my top five or whatever, none of them are Marvel movies. I think of Marvel movies as, like, a separate entity, uh, almost... Like, cause like hmm. my favorite movies are like Master and Commander, Drive, Lost in Translation. Like those are like my favorite movies. And like with Marvel, I have I would be like, oh yeah, my favorite Marvel movies. Cause I, I sort of think of them separately. But sure, I thought Eternals was good. Like how Arrival is good. Like I thought it was so good that it's better made than that. I would almost count it amongst my normal list of of how good movies are. That's how good wow. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was directed better than most Marvel movies. I thought it was written better. Um, there was nothing that I had to like be like, well, this is, you know, it's a Marvel movie. So there's always something in a Marvel movie that I'm like, ah, this is kind of dumb, but whatever. It's a comic book movie. I didn't have any of those feelings here. I just thought it was pure good. So opposite end of, of your review there. You, you never felt like it was great values powers at all? Like, like I got a touch of that. Great values powers. No, the the only thing I think about great values powers is uh, is electric powers. That to me, if anyone had electricity powers, that to me is the is the biggest sign of great values powers. <laughs> um, their powers are are supposed to be like across the the gambit of including everything because they're sort of like each a cog in in the blueprint for what the powers are for everyone else. So that's the reason that their powers are so simplistic is that each one of them has one very specific, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like they have one base level power that is like a, a base totem of, of other superpowers because they're so ancient. And that's why they inspired these like mythical heroes, you know? Right. I just don't like, but like, why would you, if you're making these things, the, you know, the, these, uh, these beings, let's call them that, with these powers, like, why would you make one deaf? Why would you make one of them a permanently a kid? Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, the, like to me, I'm just like, what is, why? Some of that is explained better in the graphic novels because they don't have time for all, all that. And Makari is deaf because Lauren Ridloff is deaf. So that was just, they made a choice to have her be deaf because the actress is deaf. It's, in terms of Sprite, that's sort of a, a plot point. Uh, but they have specific purposes in other in other realms of what they're supposed to be doing and, and mostly for infiltration things, and Sprites was, was one of those type things. Uh, she had, well, she's a male in the comics, so a boy. And uh, was supposed to. I don't want to say any spoilers for this. It's too new. Yeah, we probably it, should. We probably should steer away from spoilers. Yeah, I, I won't say any spoilers. Uh, but they were designed for specific things, and some of the things they were designed for were one-off purposes that then they got stuck living that way. Like Sprite hates being Sprite, and that's in the movie as well. 
and is angry at Ershem for making her that way. And that's the same as in the comics. So uh, they're not necessarily happy with the way they were made in some ways. Interesting. Uh, what else you watch? I watched Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, might be the best superhero movie ever made. I think it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. I need to go back and watch it. I need to go back. Effects hold up so well for Dr. Octopus. It just looks real because they use so much puppetry. He still looks real. Um, So yeah, Spider-Man 2, one of the best movies. Spider-Man 3, if you remember it being bad, it's worse than you remember it. Oh, seriously? (laughs) It's the opposite of Spider-Man 2. Uh, the, that movie, uh, if you, if you watched Spider-Man 3 and then watched Tom Hardy's Venom 1, Venom 1, right after it, you'd think Venom 1 is the best movie ever made in the history of time (laughs) because Venom in Spider-Man 3 is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Unbelievable how bad it is. And it's worse than I, I remembered it and I remembered it being bad. Uh, like Venom 1, Riot is a terrible villain and the, and the plot for the whole second half is bad. I just, but Tom Hardy is so good that I like the movie. There's nothing good about Topher Grace's Venom. Nothing at all. Sandman is very good. Uh, but, and also Harry, his goblin suit is so dated because he looks like a snowboarder, you know? It's just, it's, it's a bad movie. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Like this, my there's something wrong with my 4K Blu-ray for Spider-Man 3, and I don't even care. <laughs> like it's the sound stopped working in the final act. <laughs> yeah, like who <laughs> and cares? And I was just like, eh. I just ejected it, and I was like, I've seen enough. <laughs> now take on this. And then Jess and I started watching the the 90s X-Men cartoon because X-Men 97 is coming out next year. Yeah, yeah. I like how I sent you that picture of my Christmas tree and you you noticed that X-Men was on the TV. (laughs) I can spot it. I can spot it. I can smell it from a mile away, baby. It's so good. Oh, man. I I used to love that show growing up, man. What did you, uh, speaking of things you loved, what did you watch this week? Yeah, so I watched Cowboy Bebop and Cowboy Bebop. Um, you know, I this is like the week of us having differing tastes. I'm not like super into either of them. And this I, is I a just, case where I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And I, I know we, I'm, Ed is my favorite character and you don't like Ed. And that's the thing where it's like, I understand not liking Ed. Like, I almost didn't like Ed, but then I was like, I like disruptor characters. And Ed is a giant disruptor character. It, it's not... It's not the character Ed that I don't like. It's the it's the script and the voice actor actress that I don't like. And I I've even tried to 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 switch. Like when I first started watching, I was like, oh, I want to maybe watch it with subtitles with Japanese because I, I like to watch anime that way. And it and it didn't have it. It's only in English. And I literally, as I was watching that some one of the, some of these Ed episodes, I kept trying to change it to Japanese. I was like, <laughs> let, let me out of here. Get me out of here. I, I wonder what Ed this. sounds like in Japanese. I, it, it cannot be as annoying as the girl that that plays her in the U.S. That yeah, I, it's, I mean, I understand like that grating. she is the voice is annoying, and like I understand this. I just I like the character, something about her. I like her. I think she's. I no, I actually I think I actually like the character, especially in that chess episode because it's uh-huh. like 
it's like, hey, here's a character who's like operating on a different level, but is also aloof, almost like a Tom Bombadil yes. kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is makes it makes it like an interesting character, and then it's ruined by the way it's written in this voice actress. So that's I understand a hundred percent about the annoying voice. Yeah, I, and I, yeah. I agree with that. It's okay. just when there's stuff like that, I I have a tendency to just I'll focus on the part I like and disregard what I don't like. Uh, which is what I did in that case. Yeah, I can only do that to some degree. Like we did with Clue in Tron Legacy, like with his rubbery face, like you know. Yeah, that to me, I can get over that so quick. Yeah, I can get over stuff like that. But okay, uh, I, I, I finished the first like part of Arcane, like the first uh, three. I guess the first three episodes are like a section or whatever. So I, you know, I finished that. I'm not. I haven't finished the series, but I'm loving it. Um, I finished the, the second season of Into the Night. So you remember how I said it was um, it it was not as good as the first and whatever. So it so I I will say the first half of season two is is not great, but mm-hmm. they finish really strong. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's more important to me than starting off strong. Yeah. So they I was like okay I want now I want the next season because like it, the, you guys really had a great ending and finished the last couple of episodes are great. Um, and so yeah I want more of that. Uh, I I still recommend it. Um, I, I'm trying to wade through Castlevania season three, um, and I, it's just I just don't like it. I'll just go ahead and say like I don't. I was like just gonna it. say, knowing what I know of you, and how if you if you're not into something, you you seem to jettison it pretty quickly uh, because you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and I just yeah. your your dedication to Castlevania is vexing. <laughs> You're trying so hard. I am. I I want it to be good. I want to finish it. Like I'm not a completionista, but like I I feel like I I owe it to this. I, I don't owe this series anything. Why is this because you like made this? a costume? Now Nick. Now now Nick. Don't. I feel attacked. But yes. I want to know. It's it's vexing. <laughs> I'm vexed. I have. No, I'll tell you what it is. Episode, and I know I've said this a million times on this dumb podcast. Episode seven of season one is one of the greatest things on Netflix. Okay, it's one of the greatest things, and I want to live in a an alternate universe where every episode is like that, and it's just not Warren Ellis. I don't think I like Warren Ellis, um, the guy who wrote it. You're chasing that dragon, man. Every you want you want that fix you want you want that next fix and it ain't coming. That's the thing. Like I'm always waiting. Is the next episode going to be like episode seven of season one? Is the next mm-hmm. episode and it's ne- and it never is. I think it's to abandon this poisonous <laughs> dream. <laughs> Give up the tesseract and come home. I, I God, I really do. Yeah, you know, you're speaking words of wisdom. You're, this is an is this an intervention? Is this episode yeah, an intervention? This is an intervention. <laughs> and there is the episode title, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um also, i release I watch- you i release you from this duty you don't have to watch castlevania anymore ill news is an ill guest <laughs> um also i watched i've only watched the first two episodes of hawkeye do you think let me let me let me ask you this question first of all i love it let me just go and say that mm-hmm. love it um do you feel like these actors are the most comfortable in these roles of any of the marvel shows yeah, the, I think Tom Hiddleston's extremely comfortable as Loki. Yeah, but I think these are the next. Uh, if he's if he's he's in the top three with them, yes. 
I already love the tracksuit mafia. Oh, bro, and, bro, and bro. I love them, bro. And it it makes total sense that they are in this show because because in this world, um, Ronan has taken care of a lot of the underground mob bosses and stuff. And so, of course, there's this vacuum and the dumb tracksuit mafia is going to rise to the top. Yep. And I need you to watch episode three so I can tell you my theory before the next episodes come out. Because I have such a good theory that I want to tell you. Because I think I'm right. And I'm usually wrong, but... You know, but on the, on the off chance that my theory is right, I got a good theory. Um, I want to hear your theory, and I got another question for you. I want to know how many seconds, or maybe even minutes, it took for Haley Seinfeld to win you over because um, she had me within minutes. I think, I think Kate Bishop was created. Without knowledge of Haley Steinfeld's uh, existence, but somehow perfectly aligned with her because she's w- perhaps the best casting in the world. Perhaps the best casting in the world. Like she might be one of my favorite characters in the in the MCU. I a hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent. She's perfect. Like I, she's perfect. It, it's so natural that like. I couldn't think of anyone else. And I just, like, before they had cast Haley Steinfeld, I think everyone on the internet was like, yeah, it's Haley Steinfeld's going to be Kate Bishop. And then she just was, like, by divine providence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm loving this show. And I didn't, I didn't, I'm winning to this show with, like, no really expectations, just like, I want to see a Marvel show. And it's so good. It's very human. It's very grounded in human, I feel like. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time uh, from the comics is Echo, who is uh, the opposite hand of Kingpin other than Elektra. So it was Elektra and Echo were the assassins of, of Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Echo is in this show. A thing I never thought would be in a live action anything is Echo. And this actress that's playing her is perfect. Another deaf character. Uh echoes deaf in the comics and then they got a deaf actress like they found like the perfect person to play her who wasn't like this is like her first acting gig and she's absolutely crushes it in episode three like just is echo but what's really cool is and i like to hear stuff like this that jeremy renner and Haley steinfeld both learned asl in real life to make her more comfortable on set which is to me just i like when people are like that that i wish everything was like that yeah, like, because she's, like, she's never had a job like this before. She's never had a, like, big acting thing. Uh, she came on the set, and they greeted her in sign language, and, like, we're talking to her. That's that's fantastic. Good grief. That's great. Well, I can't wait for more. Um, oh, do you, you remember how I bought 1917 on Blu-ray, and I never watched it? Yep. I, I, I've never seen it before. I finally watched it um, with my, my in-laws were so me, my father and I watched it. Oh my gosh! Right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I was like, how are they doing this? They they have not cut. How are they doing this? It's incredible. Uh, it's Sam Mendes, man, he's a great director. It's, that movie is insane. It's incredible. Like I'm so glad I own it on Blu-ray. I have it on 4K, but I watched yeah. it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it in 4K yet because I didn't have my 4K TV yet. So I need to watch it again in 4K. Yeah, yeah, you do. 
So, all right, uh, so that's all we done had watched this past week, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Do you think people are like, they talked for a really long time about what they watched, and I'm telling you guys, when we get to the new new trailers, it's gonna be you're gonna wish we were still talking about what we watched. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna Johnny Blaze through these uh, these booger trailers. To trust us. Um, um, talk to me about this Blade Runner series, bro. Okay, bro. so Rid- Ridley Scott, bro, bro, Ridley Scott is making <laughs> a Blade Runner series, bro, and the series Bible has already been written, so they're actually like really actively working on this. Uh, I wish Denis Villeneuve was producing it because I like his Blade Runner better, even though I love both yep. of them. Uh, but I will watch it. Uh, he's okay. also making an Alien series, but t- in my personal opinion, Ridley Scott hasn't made any good Alien stuff since 1977, so I don't care so much about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Yeah, uh, but I, I wish Villeneuve was making the Blade Runner series, but I'm, he's making a Benny Gesserit series, so that's okay. Yeah. And then uh, we got some good news on the Sony Marvel front. Uh, Sony has confirmed that Tom Holland is not only not done with the MCU after this next movie, but that they're doing another full trilogy that is in the MCU, uh, Sony and Marvel. So Sony and Marvel are pretty tight together now. Uh, We don't have to worry about rights slipping away and stuff like that because the deal, I guess, is pretty encompassing here. I, for one, celebrate Tom Holland's success. Me too. I, I love Mia Tom Holland. Uh, yep. The only Spider-Man I didn't like was the Andrew Garfield ones. But I also, the the thing with that is I find him a totally acceptable multiverse Spider-Man. I just don't yes. want him to be my only Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I, I, I welcome him to, the, to this multiverse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also need some Miles Morales in there. Yep. Um, and uh, speaking of, we'll, we'll talk about that here in uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, we're going to save that for the end so that we can bring you back to life. <laughs> Indeed we will. All right, let's, um, oh, hey, let's, you know what we should do? What's that, Ben? The Question Towns. The Questions Tomes. I think we need a return to form here and a question time so we can bring back your uh, sweet audience responses. Indeed, and you actually uh, created the question this week. Yeah, so uh, I was thinking about about the Mandalorian, and and this question came to me: What scene from a movie or a TV series gave you the biggest emotional reaction? And that can be love. any kind of emotional reaction. Yeah, yeah, love, yeah. hate. I, I love, I love this question. This is a, to bring it back because we haven't done it for a couple weeks. This is a perfect question to bring it back. Yeah. The, the thing that inspired this question was for me, I was thinking about the Mandalorian season two finale when Luke Skywalker shows up on that ship and he's in the cloak with the green lightsaber. Oh my gosh. Literally watching it, my hand was shaking. And, <laughs> uh, like literally, like when I saw the X-Wing, like I was so excited that my hands were shaking and I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like Luke is showing up and I just had such a reaction to that. And then the other one was in Avengers Endgame when when you see Milner lift up off the ground and it's Steve and he has it and he it's and Thor's like I knew it and it's like yes I 
I literally, I put my arms over my head. I was up against the wall in the back of the theater, so no one no one was being disrupted by this. But I just slowly raised my arms over my head in triumph, like, yes, yes, this is happening. Cap has Mjolnir. He's worthy. I, um, the, those two moments are big ones for me, too. I think when, when Luke showed up, I think I, like, stretched my body straight like a board. Like I, was, <laughs> I was planking on the couch. <laughs> and Aaron goes, are you okay? Because she was upstairs, and she goes, are you okay? And I go, it's Luke Skywalker. It's Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. It, just, it breaks your brain. Uh, it, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm... Because I was in this moment, I was like, okay, this is the first time I'm seeing this. This is the first time anybody's seeing this. And, like, what a thing to see Star Wars for the first time kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so I, I just I was, I was in the moment. Um, but but I will have to say, Cap getting Mjolnir, a seminal moment, not just in movies, but in my life. Uh, Me too. Because we've we'd seen all these movies. We, we thought so much about it, talked so much about it. We, we've bought all the Blu-rays. You know, we've, we've watched these movies a million times. And, like, just it's just this culmination moment for us. And uh, I don't even, I can't even remember what I did. I just remember my heart being in my throat and just being so overjoyed of like a thing that doesn't even exist. You know, like this is make-believe. And I, I, it is, it's just giving me um, unparalleled joy. So I don't, it was a huge thing for me. But the other, the other one, this, and I was, I was like, what really sticks out? It was when you first see the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah. The, the reaction that uh, that Alan Grant has, like, take the, <laughs> you're taking your glasses off. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, my reaction was basically the same as Alan Grant. Like, I just, I was dumbfounded. Like, we had never seen anything like that. Um, and, and I was such, I mean, I was like 10 years old at the time. And so dinosaurs were a huge, big deal for me. Um, and, and uh just to be able to see it, like see them was just such a huge thing for me. And I just, I I nearly cried. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a huge deal. So those, those are definitely the biggest ones that I can remember that I can, that I can think of. Uh, But Hey folks, tell us your scene from a movie or series that, that just gave you a, an, you know, an emotional reaction that really stands out in your life. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of these I imagine will be positive, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think. Like we all remember when we saw uh, X Y Z. I can't think of anything right now. Yeah. The Annihilation Bear. I'm trying to think of something disturbing that I saw. The Annihilation Bear. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel traumatized from any movies. The Annihilation. Oh, never mind. Except for E. T. <laughs> hey. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> we already we've already had this conversation. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's get to these here. Let's get to these here boogers. Let's talk about these here new new, new <laughs> new new trailers. Um, new 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 new. Uh, folks, we have an Adele Dazeen. Yeah, wickedly talented. I'm not gonna put a lot of effort into that because these are so bad. Like, there's a couple that are maybe watchable. Are these just wickedly? They're the, just wickedly. The trailers. wicked. The wicked Adele Dazeen. Yeah. All right, so the first one here is Black Friday. Yeah, so this is a Bruce Campbell movie, uh, which means it could be fun, 
Uh, so it's yeah. probably pretty campy. The plot is a group of toy store employees must protect each other from a horde of parasite-infected shoppers. So this is a zombie movie set on on Black Friday, starring Bruce Campbell and like Devin Sawa is in it, uh, who is weird because he was just on a podcast I was listening to, the Stephen King podcast. He was a guest on there talking about Interesting. stuff. Because I think he was in some Stephen King adaptation. I forget what they were hmm. even talking about. Uh, but the standout here is Bruce Campbell with his mustache. Yeah. If, uh, it, I think that if this has like zombie land energy, then maybe it could be pretty funny and good, but, yeah. um, the tone's got to be right. You know, it's like, it's got to have a good tone. Yeah. I feel like this will be super campy if Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah. So it could be fun. It has hope, but, uh, it also could, could be like, oh, I'll just watch Evil Dead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it could be like a, yeah, it could be a low budge stinker, mm-hmm. uh, and not even Bruce Campbell can save it. But we'll see. Yep, we'll see. All right, then uh, we have DC League of Super Pets, and uh, as much as I don't want to admit it, this actually looks pretty cute. Yeah, so this is about the the Justice League's pets. Uh, it stars it stars Dwayne Johnson as Crypto the Super Dog, Superman's dog, and Kevin Hart as some other guy's dog. <laughs> Uh, and they're uh i think they're against like lex luthor's cat or something like that uh the the plot description is too long i'm not going to read it but the cast for this is very very impressive it has dwayne johnson kevin hart uh, vanessa bayer who's hilarious john krasinski diego luna mark Marin is lex luthor that's pretty funny uh kate mckinnon is in it uh keanu reeves Ben Schwartz, Jamila Jamil, and Thomas Middleditch. So, you know, I've heard of pretty much everyone in this cast list here. T- Natasha Leone is in it. So, yeah, that's, it's pretty, pretty, looks pretty fun. Yeah, I think it's probably got a, the, the script to me seems pretty decent. Like, I was not annoyed one time in the trailer. And that's not the case with a lot of these new, you know, these kids, like, animated movies, so. Yeah, uh, there um, was a squirrel that had electric powers, so that was a great value squirrel power. <laughs> so let's just let's just make sure we we get that you know yeah. straight. Great values powers, electric powers. Yeah, I'll probably never watch this, but I'm I'm sure it'll be probably decent. Yes. All right, then we have a trailer for Bel Air. Yeah. So the history of this is a little funny. It's they made a a trailer in 2019 for a fake movie called Bel Air that was like a really serious version of Fresh Prince. And then Will Smith saw that trailer and was like, well, actually, <laughs> let's actually maybe make something like this. So Peacock is making a series, and it's just a dramatic retelling of the story of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> doesn't, this yeah. seem like, doesn't this seem like something that would be something they were making on 30 Rock? It does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I know I the- use that example a lot. But this is the world we live in, people. So here's what's weird to me, is this process of going from a comedy to something serious is the reverse of what we normally have that, you know, like we have the serious thing and then we we make a comedic version of it and that works. Yeah. So this is the reverse of that. Now, I don't know if this formula will work. What's another comedy that could be turned into like a serious version? (laughs) Could you Frasier, yeah, Frasier. Frasier would be like some sort of like Downton Abbey type society show. 
What, what if he could you take the most absurd things and make them like what about like dodgeball? <laughs> like like he really needs this money and he's got to win. Like can you imagine this for anything? This is such a weird idea. It really is. I mean like like you just said 30 Rock. Like what if you made a serious show about them making a, you know, a Saturday night program or like whatever, like a sketch comedy show. Didn't they try that, wasn't it? Cuz when 30 Rock came out, there was another show with Matthew Perry called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh my gosh, they did, yes! Yeah, and 30 Rock kept going, and that one lasted one se- I think it was an Aaron Sorkin show, even. I, about, I was just about to say, that sounds like an Aaron, Sh- an Aaron Sorkin show. Yeah, I think it was, and it didn't okay. make it. Because uh, I watched the first episode, and I was like... Because it, it was on after 30 Rock. And I was like, I'm going to keep watching this 30 Rock show, but I don't think I'm going to keep watching this Studio 60 show. No. I never watched the Studio 60 show, but we all love 30 Rock. I have a morbid curiosity about Bel Air, but that's the only thing that would draw me to it. I just think, like, Will Smith has huge shoes to fill, whether you're doing serious or comedy, and I just don't know if this kid can do it. I would not want to be this kid. I wouldn't either. I really liked The Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a kid. Like, I watched it all the time. Me too, yeah. Really good show. But yeah. it was really funny, and I don't know about... Like, the only episodes I didn't like were the after-school special episodes, where they... Like, when Carlton had the gun in the one episode, you know? Or, like, the drug one. It's like... Yeah. That wasn't Not my... Guys. Yeah, that wasn't my bag. So this seems no. like it's all that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, all right, so moving on, we got a trailer for Pups Alone... And you did this because you're a freaking troll. You're a you're a ding dang troll, and you trolled me with this. And you're doing a little troll dance right now. You guys can't see this, but um, the fake Patreon supporters can see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is awful. This is this is a crime against humanity. Let me just first of all go ahead and say this. Uh, I made it about maybe ten to fifteen seconds into this trailer, and I cut it off. So I have not seen this trailer. I have not seen. That's, I've only seen the. That's not fair. I put this on here specifically to torture you. You didn't no. watch it. <laughs> well, I'm now like I'm going to talk about it for a long time. No, you know, like a rabbit that gets in like the, the trap, like the big metal clamp, you know? I, I got out of the trap. I like wiggled my way out of the trap. The, the plot of this is while everyone is away on a company ski trip, Robert's neighbor, Robert's neighbor, like we know who Robert is, hires two inept thieves to steal his latest invention. The neighborhood dogs will use Robert's inventions to set up a house of horrors for the thieves. <laughs> so it's I, Home I, Alone, I, but with dogs. I can't. I can't even listen to you read the the description of this. I. 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 The hatred in my bones for this. I want you to guess. Pick one person who you think is in this movie, and see if you can guess one person in the cast. Who would be in this as a voice or like in the movie? Um, James Marsden. He's not, but that is a good guess. Uh, but he's, I think, too famous for the people that are in this. Too famous, eh? Uh, uh gosh. Um, how do, I have no idea. I don't even know who would be. Just, who I want to tell you uh, that Rob Schneider is in this movie, and I would have guessed like. <laughs> If I had to pick one person who was in this, I would pick Rob Schneider. Uh, also in this movie is Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I think he's physically in it as a like playing a person. And Jerry O'Connell, 
and Jennifer Love Hewitt and Danny Trejo and uh, Keith David. Oh, Keith David, what are you doing in here? He's the wise bartender. Um, yeah, so anyway, Eric Roberts is in it. He belongs. This is where Eric Roberts belongs. This is his wheelhouse. Um, yeah, so this is going to be real bad, and I, I'm a little annoyed that you f- <laughs> you found a way out of out of this trap I set for you. Yeah, I could, I saw through your machinations. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> uh, I'll, I will. I will find a way to make you watch this at some point for the Patreon. You can- you can you can wrap this in the diaper it belongs in and throw it into a dumpster. Deeply, deeply terrible. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have a trailer for The Gilded Age. The, the plot of this is a wide-eyed young scion of a conservative family embarks on a mission to infiltrate the wealthy neighboring clan dominated by ruthless railroad tycoon George Russell, his rakish son Larry, and his ambitious wife Bertha. Uh, this is an old-timey show in the, <laughs> in the style of your old-timey, old-timey Downton Abbey-type shows of high society and intrigue, uh, starring Christine Baranski and uh, some other people who I don't know. Uh, the only thing I have to say about this show is that I like the shoes from this time period. <laughs> That was your takeaway. You like the shoes. I like these old-timey shoes. Yeah, uh, this is Bridgerton meets Downton Abbey. Uh, I have no idea what it's about. I'll never see it. It was probably made because of the success of things like Bridgerton and Downton Abbey. Oh, it's those, yeah, 100%. And it's just more of that. You just give us more of that. Uh, This is not Masterpiece Theater, though. This is like uh, Hulu or something. Yeah, it's it's I believe it's on Hulu or something like that. Wow, we we gotta get some of that old timey money. Well, make <laughs> us one of those old timey shows, why don't you? Did you ever see the Nick? No. Clive Owen, really good show, Steven Soderbergh. It's about a, a hospital, the Knickerbocker Hospital, in the like nineteen hundred. That was a show that had good shoes, and I was I was looking at Clive Owen, and I was like, oh man, his shoes look good, and I was like, wait a minute, those are Stacy Adams Madison boots. I own those, <laughs> so I had his old timey shoes. That's why I thought they looked good. I like shoes. I like old shoes. <laughs> I like shoes, too. Yep. Uh, all right. So then the next trailer we got here is Mother Android. So this is another Hulu uh, offering starring Hit Girl. And it's the plot of this is Georgia and her boyfriend Sam go on a treacherous journey to escape their country, which is caught in an unexpected war with AI. Days away from the arrival of their first child, the couple must face No Man's Land, the stronghold of the android uprising, in hopes of reaching safety. Uh, The androids look like zombies in this and act like zombies, and so it's like Terminator zombies. That's an excellent description. Um, My description was Terminator plus Detroit become human. I never played that, but I believe you are correct. Yeah, because you have androids serving people in society, and they basically become, they revolt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, yeah, but but the zombies angle you're talking about, they very much behave like zombies in this. Yeah, because there'll be one standing at the end of the hall, and it suddenly turns its head, and it's got glowing eyes. Yeah, this whole zombie with glowing eyes thing—that seems to be a trend that's happening. Yeah. Also, uh, Hit Girl has has been in a lot of these like young adult invasion type things. Like she was in some sort of alien movie like this, and then she was in that weird Nicolas Cage esque Gremlin movie. 
So I think she's she's like finding herself in in the niche of being in weird monster movies. She must like that. I I don't know. Like she must like it. I think sometimes Maybe. it's not that they like it, but that if they keep getting hired for certain things, it's easy for them to have a career. Hmm. I mean, if it pays, I guess you know. Yeah, I've not heard of anyone else in the cast other than her, though. Oh yeah, me neither. She was the only one I recognized for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next trailer we have here is the Silent Sea. This is actually a strong one of the stronger contenders of the week. Uh, during a perilous 24-hour mission on the moon, space explorers try to rece- retrieve samples from an abandoned research facility steeped in classified secrets. This is a uh, South Korean series that's going to be on Netflix. South Korea is uh, coming with that strong, uh, strong shows lately. I guess is this a movie or a show? I think it's a show because uh, it yeah. says it says uh, season one, episode one on the IMDb page. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll watch this. It, it looked like it was well made. Yeah, I, I think I want to watch this too. Um, Some science fiction. South Korea is able to make very good things. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of South Korean stuff, but the stuff I've seen... I saw Train to Busan, which was awesome, and I saw Parasite, which definitely deserved that Best Picture Oscar that it got. Did you ever see The Host? No, I want to watch that because I was the same director. uh, Bong Joon-ho directed that, I Mm -hmm. believe. And I I like his other movies, so I would like to, to see that. And I've been told it's very good. Yeah, like even if like maybe you don't like some of the content of this stuff, like monster movies or like uh, battle royale type movies you know, or shows or whatever, the they're well made. There's no denying that they're well made. Yeah, I think I want to watch this one. I hope it's good. There's not enough good space sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm hoping this is better than um, Lost in Space season two. Yeah, uh, but Lost Lost in Space season three just came out, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I never watched season two. God, I, I mean, like, nothing happens, I feel like. I don't remember hardly anything from it. So, uh, all right, so then moving on, we have a, a trailer for The Matrix 4, and, you know, this is called Matrix Resurrections. Uh-huh. I do not know what this is. No, I, don't, I, don't, I can't tell. What is this? Uh, I When I saw the first trailer for this, I had no interest in it at all. And watching this one didn't give me interest in watching it, but I want to know what this is, and that might eventually, at some point, lead me to watch it. <laughs> it uh, that almost seems like the purpose of this trailer, the way it was made, because they like flash images from the old movie, and uh, or movies, and then they it, we, they have the same types of shots uh, in this, uh-huh. uh, like. But it's but they're different, and I'm just like, what are they trying to tell us? Like, are they trying to just make it us intrigued? I don't know what this is. And they keep saying, uh, whenever there's a deja vu, it means they changed something. And it's like, what did they change? What are you telling us that they changed? Is it that the did the other movies not happen? Like, I don't know what is even going on. I don't know. I wonder if are they gonna are we gonna get in there? Gonna be like, hey, all those movies were a simulation, and now we're in like it's like a dream within a dream. Dream within a dream. <laughs> Maoist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that dream within a dream. Dear we beloved. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna go see this in the theater. I will wait till yeah. this comes out on HBO Max. No, or this is an HBO movie for sure for me. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. even like the original Matrix that much. 
I, acknowledge, I do. I acknowledge its place in, in the zeitgeist, and I acknowledge that it is a good movie. It's just not one that I am super into. It was mind-blowing for me when I first saw it. I was like, oh, wow. You know, it was, I thought it was pretty mind-blowing. But well, I don't know about this new one. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer here is Station Eleven. This is the second trailer of Station Eleven. Yes, so this is the one about the, the flu pandemic and the end of the world, and uh, it stars Mackenzie Davis as Emily Blunt. Um, <laughs> this is still that... It has that thing where it's like, this looks like it's really good. Like, the trailers are really good. It looks like the story's really good. I like the actors that are in it. But I just... Do I have the energy for a plague thing like that. i don't know if i do because like the last two years were as a human being on the earth were not very fun no it, it and like I, on this set that we're doing this fan film like we have to wear masks the whole time because of sag you know uh-huh. screen actors guild and it's just like god this is i hate this I, I i'm so tired of this and so they're making this thing and like we're kind of still in it you know like i just got a booster shot the other day and like my lymph the lymph node in my armpit was it's like just quit hurting today you know it's like so i feel like this is a little too soon guys a little too soon yeah it's it it has it's the it's the battle of how good this looks like it looks really good it looks like it's well made well directed well acted yeah but it's just like i'm tired gandalf I'm old. Yeah, I just don't like, want to. I'm old, Peter. That's so much old. more than 20. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know about this. Maybe we'll watch this in a few years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the next trailer here is Housewives of the North Pole. This one I put on here specifically as a little present for Missy, who, hello, Missy. Uh, this is for you. This is a movie... Uh, the Housewives of the North Pole, or Real Housewives of the North Pole, follows the Christmas Queens of North Pole and the Best Holiday House Decorating Competition. Uh, it stars Betsy Brandt, who people may remember from Breaking Bad as uh, Marie. <laughs> They're minerals, Marie! Uh, Hank's <laughs> wife, Marie, who I recognized from the trailer. Uh, I did not really recognize anyone else in here, and I don't recognize anyone else from the list so she must be the one who is famous enough to snag uh to be the main character uh this is gonna be on peacock uh it's a like a hallmarky christmas movie oh yeah so that's why it's for missy it's definitely hallmark level quality so pretty cringy super cringy yeah that's really my only review of the trailer is Hallmark cringy. Yeah, watch watch it if you want to see some cringe. Missy's going to watch it, except I don't know if she has Peacock, <laughs> but she loves these cheesy Christmas movies. That's funny. And so do a lot of Americans. I mean, the Hallmark is like very... Hallmark Channel is very successful. Yeah, and Netflix makes a lot of them too, and I know that she watches those. We should yeah. have Missy come on and just talk about these Christmas movies. That's what we need to do. We need, well, we're going to have a special guest, Missy, to talk about this after this comes out. and like, Or maybe we could do like... Hey, Missy's recommendations. Yeah, we're gonna Missy for the holidays. We're gonna do a holiday th- episode with you, so I want you to bring a list, uh, put put one together. That'll be our Christmas episode this year because I'm not writing a, a poem for you every year. <laughs> not, not until not until we have more uh, Patreon supporters. Yeah, so we'll do a Missy holiday special. Uh, so Missy that's holiday. look look for that coming your way. We'll do all. Hallmark <laughs> trailer episode and uh, Missy's <laughs> recommendations. That'll that'll be that'll be fun. I can't wait for that actually. Yep. 
All right, so then um, we have a trailer for Studio 666. Uh, and you, you said Jay sent us this? Yeah, so Jay's favorite band, uh, or one of his favorite bands, I don't want to put words in his mouth, uh, is the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl's band. And they made this movie, and it's a legendary rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. And so it's like a haunted house movie about a studio where uh, the Foo Fighters are trying to record a movie because they're they're kind of like a goofy band who has a lot of fun with with what they're doing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of their music videos, but they're pretty fun. Uh, Will Forte is Foo Fighters. Yeah, so this is like a goofy like. This reminds me of like. This is a, a self-aware, and and what I'm the example I'm about to give was very much not self-aware. But when Kiss would make really bad movies, <laughs> like Kiss <laughs> used to make these, there's like this movie that's like Kiss at a haunted amusement park, and it's like the worst movie ever made. Uh, but this reminds me of like a self-aware, ironic version of that. Yeah, I could. I, I think you're right, um, but I couldn't tell like what it was about. I mean, it was just like it just was like footage. Yeah, the, it was just like a sneak peek. Uh, this yeah. trailer, but it's, yeah. I guess it sounds like it's about a haunted uh, like mansion where they're recording an album, and so then there will be like hijinks, like supernatural hijinks as they're trying to record yeah. this album. There's like a Necronomicon and stuff that they find. I, I was talking to Jay about this, and Dave Grohl to me like is is the, uh, very similar to Justin Timberlake in how many things he ha- like how many pies he has his fingers in you know because he's like making uh, documentaries yeah. and all this stuff except yeah. except with Dave Grohl I like his music and he doesn't cheat on Jessica Biel <laughs> so Ooh, yeah I like I burn. like Foo Fighters more <laughs> I don't really care for Justin Timberlake but I like Dave Grohl uh, just ba- like looks alone Jessica Biel's at out of the league of uh, she's out of uh, Justin Timberlake's league and then he cheats on her I don't know she, she should have divorced him um, <laughs> Dave Grohl how imagine how how talented you have to be to have been the drummer in Nirvana and not have that be the first thing I think of when I think of you hey that's so, saying something yeah props to you Dave Grohl that's saying something uh, alright so the, we saved the best for last didn't we 100% this is the meat and potatoes of the entire podcast Yes, the Adele DeZinth trailer is Across the Spider-Verse. So we finally got our first look at Into the Spider-Verse 2. Uh, and I'm going to agree with James Gunn and say that Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. Um, it is, it's so good. And I remember I did a, there's a, um, what do you call you, save stories on Instagram? Those like highlights? Yeah. I did a highlight because I got a sneak peek through Sony. Gave me a sneak peek of that movie like a week or two before it even came out in theaters. And I came out gushing about it. You know, I was like, you guys, it's so good. You got to see it. Um, and like, it, it's just, it is. Because it is. It's so good. I just would like to point out at the beginning of the episode when I said Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero movie. And then I just now said Spider-Verse <laughs> is the best. Uh, that I'm aware of the fact that I sometimes contradict myself. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to say anything, but I I was thinking about that. Look, everybody, I use hyperbole, and you're all going to have to get used to it. You do, and I know that, you know, it's one of those endearing things about me. <laughs> um, this little sneak peek or this little, what do you call this? Is, I mean, it's not like a trailer. It's like a 
It's like a teaser. A scene? Yeah. It's like a teaser scene. I like to think of a, a, a scene as a teaser. Yeah. The facial expressions, the what happens, it's like, oh, this is going to be out, is every bit as good as the first. Like, this is going to rock. And then there was like a little sizzle reel in a different animation style with Spider Man 2099. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they're they mixing it up. God, I can't wait. I just want to, I can't wait to see what the studio does. This is the best studio that, Son- that Sony has. Yes, it is. Uh, we want to know what's, I was thinking about this earlier and how many of the people in spider-man into the spider-verse are in the mcu or other live-action marvel things so shameek moore who's miles has not been in anything else but like mahershala ali was uncle aaron and he's blade now Haley steinfeld is gwen stacy she's kate bishop brian tyree henry was miles's dad he's fastos in eternals uh zoe kravitz she's catwoman she doesn't count <laughs> she was mary jane um <laughs> Yeah, Catherine Hahn was Dr. Octopus. Uh, she's Agatha. Nicholas Cage was Ghost Rider. He's Spider-Man Noir. Leah Schreiber was Sabretooth. He was he was Wilson Fisk. Um, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, and he was Spider-Man 2099. It's like everybody that's in it is is got a counterpart in the MCU or, or a live-action Marvel thing. Yep, yep. Uh, I obviously cannot wait for this. I, when is this coming out? It's coming out, uh, I think, 2022. I okay. hope. Oh, please, please be 2022 and not... Let me go back to it and see. Cause I Don't out. rush it. Don't rush this. I want to savor this. I just want to see it, though. It's been so long. Because didn't the first one come out in 2017? Or was it... It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's been a while. Into the Spider-Verse 2. 2022. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I don't want to wait so long for this, but yeah, it's going to be great. going to be so good. Can't wait. Um, so go watch that. All right, so that is all of the new new trailers, and we don't have any trailer mailers, so why don't we tell people how they can write into us to tell us about uh, their answers to the question towns. Well, if you're Kevin, you will email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you are uh, Robo or Bridget, you will comment on the Instagram post on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, if you want to know when new episodes drop, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. We do not interact on Twitter. I do not check the notifications, and I never will. Uh, if you're feeling like a generous little soldier, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, I'll tell you what happens. If you go and do that, that tells me that you're a person of good taste and that you're a person of, that makes good choices in your life. And you're not the type of person who is going to look around you and see, like, society collectively going through this difficult thing and then try to make a story based on that and profit on it much too soon. Okay, so you're not the type of person that's going to do that. You're the type of person that's nice and going to live if I start riding on there for something you like. And so I would just encourage you to keep making those good choices, baby. That is the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. That was effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent. As always, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am. A, I have Mad 30 Rock remake energy. Happy Trailsers? And I'm Ben Moon, and you know, sometimes. I'm a little Hallmark cringy quality. Happy Trailsers.
welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion. Of the show, folks, we have a little bit to talk about. We have played video games. I've actually played, get this, three different video games. Well, I'll, I'll start off because I only played one. I beat Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Uh, I don't remember if I if I talked about that last time because I don't think I had beat it yet. I can't remember. If, I I can't remember if you mentioned that. I mean, we've talked about it in chat. Yeah. Like direct chats, so but. I'm just want to say I beat Guardians of the Galaxy. It's it's one of my favorite games of the past five to ten years. Uh, I recommend it to everyone. I loved it, and I bought Mass Effect the remake. So I'm gonna probably play that pretty soon here. Well, because Nick liked Guardians, um, based on his review, I bought it at Target for thirty dollars. Good old Black Friday. Good old Black Friday. I thought, <clears throat> you know, that's a good that's a good deal. So I went ahead and jumped on that. Um, but I haven't started playing it yet because uh, my life is very busy. You know. Yeah, wait until you have a, a good chunk of time to play it because it's a really re- it's really engrossing. Yeah, I want to like light some candles and like you know take my time. Yep. Um, so I've been I played a little bit of Riders Republic. Uh, kind of fallen off that a little bit. Um, played Control because I got control for free a couple different ways so i started playing that it's great it's good um i like it um and then i got i bought battlefield 2042 for my ps5 i'm very excited that you're finally getting to play this game on ps5 as nature and god intended yes so it is um so a lot of people are hating on it because it's got bugs and yes it's got bugs okay honestly the bugs aren't as bad as battlefield 4 when that first came out, those were some bugs, buddy. Let me tell you. So this has bugs. Um, is it fun? Heck yeah, it's fun. I'm having a great time with it. It looks great. It's Battlefield. You know, the formula's there. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm re- I'm, I want them to kind of, you know, add features and advance it because I want to be like Battlefield 1 versus, you know, Battlefield 3 and that kind of thing. They're, they're only There's only like a very small amount of that, that that's available to, to do. So uh, hopefully they'll expand upon that. But I'm having a great time. I'm going to keep playing it. People are and the hater. I was just saying that people are too dramatic about bugs. They're they're so dramatic and like people are like you know Battlefield's like a big deal and you know people are just going to be like that. But uh, you know I'd say like if you're a Battlefield fan, buy it, play it. It's fun. Yeah. Even okay. even with Cyberpunk, people were too dramatic about the bugs. I I just don't think it was a good game. Yeah, the bugs really didn't have anything to do with me not liking that game. I, I think the story was terrible. Yeah, Sorry. it was bad. I agree. I didn't like it. It's not a good story. The world was fun. Uh, it was it fun. It was fun, but it was like I felt like I was looking at it through a window. Like I wasn't able to. It wasn't deep enough. Oh, absolutely. That's a perfect way of putting it. It was like looking at it through a window. Mm-hmm. Perfect way of putting it. Like here's this thing out here I want to play with, and I just I can I can look at it, but I can't touch it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we have one little piece of news here that Sony's reportedly making its own version of Game Pass. They're they're going to combine Sony PlayStation Now and then PlayStation Plus. That seems pretty alluring. <laughs> it sounds really good. Yeah, uh, Sony has a lot of really good games lately. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you noticed on your PlayStation Five, but like you got a bunch of free like PlayStation Four games. Uh huh. Um, and so I actually downloaded Persona 5. I was like, oh, this was the game that I wanted to play back back in the day. And so like, I'll probably eventually get around to it. I think I remember Derek playing that one time when I was at his house. Is that a, a, like an anime type thing? 
it's like it's a JRPG, but it's like yeah. real stylistic. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's got a lot of style to it, you know. Yep, I uh, remember. Good, good art. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited about this. Um, it'll be good. I think so. Looks worth. Yeah. Seems worth it to me. Yeah, I think so. Um, so we have two trailers to talk about. Um, <laughs> we have a gameplay trailer of that Lies of P game. This is that Pinocchio, that weird dark Pinocchio game we had looked about yeah. a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I want to say the same thing that I said about it back then was this is really stupid and it reminds me of America McGee's Alice. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's it's basically Demon Souls, but you're Pinocchio. Yeah, it's like puppet monsters are the, and you're like a puppet with a buster sword. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Uh, everyone, you all, y'all remember American McGee's Alice? It was on the shelf at Walmart for like six years while you were like b- between the ages of eleven to fifteen. If you were me, <laughs> yep. Y'all remember my childhood, right? You were there. <laughs> Some of you were there in Wisconsin. Yep. So yeah, this is uh, I, this is of no interest to me. I don't play Demon Souls types games, so I don't care about this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's stupid, but I, I like to keep talking about it because the name is Lies of P, which is the stupidest name. God, everything it's a about terrible it terrible name. It's just dumb. Lies of Doo Doo. <laughs> Lies so, of P. So stupid. <laughs> it's it's not not great. Not good. Uh, not great. All right, the other one here is called Sons of the Forest. This is a um, this is a survival horror game. Is I think is the best way to. It's like Ark meets like Resident Evil or something. Yeah, I think my I think some friends and and family of mine play this. Um, I I think Derek and like Squeege and them play the the forest. I, if I'm not wrong, I know my friend Brennan plays this because sometimes he posts memes about it in his instagram stories mm. so i knew there was cannibals in this game but i don't know that much about it from this it looks like it looks like it has pretty good graphics for an online horror game i expected it to look worse than it looked yeah. uh and there was like a shark in a cave and it looks pretty creepy i bet you this is a scary game to play it looks pretty scary yeah i'll never play it but uh, some of you this is like right up some of your alleys yeah, in fact, uh, Derek, if you listen to this, please uh, text me and let me know if that was you that played this game and what this what this is kind of about because I, I kind of want to know what it's about. Yeah. Right into us. Let us know. Yeah, let, let me know. Um, that's all. I, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Not a thing, Ben. For the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, also known as Lies of B or something. Happy Trailsers. And I'm America McGee's Nick Kelly. Uh, happy Trailsers. <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon.